Hello and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today's guest is Mr. Chris. Oh, and I'm so going to pronounce his name wrong, his last name wrong, so I'm just going to let him do it when he comes on. I should have asked. Anywho, Chris, go ahead, Chris. What is it? It's Kremitzos. Thank you. He founded the Wealth Building Annex, the premier business mastermind in Tampa Bay. At that time, he had been highly active in the local television and real estate markets. He was the executive producer of two shows, The Bleepin' Truth and The Millionaire Mindset. As his tenure at the TV station came to an end, Chris's desire to connect and help people solidified into a mastermind organization called the Wealth Building Annex. That eventually took on a life of its own, and its members decided to change the name to the Tampa Bay Business Owners in 2012, solidifying the next phase in growth within the Tampa Bay community. Chris also hosts PodFest there in Tampa Bay, Florida. So Chris knows a lot about online marketing, and today we're going to ask him a ton about podcasts and running a community and what that can do for a small business. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, Lindsay. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Sorry again about the last name. That's tricky, right? Am I the only one that trips over that? No, no. No worries on the last name. It's not the first time I've heard that. Okay, perfect. So why don't you tell us uh, what, what, what keeps you busy all day, Chris? Well, with the Tampa Bay Business Owners, um, we work night and day to facilitate the community. It's me and a small team here in Tampa. And then um, as a side project, PodFest, which is actually a national conference. Each uh, year it's at a different city. This year it's in Tampa. Uh, next year we're excited, uh, but we're making our plans for next year's thing. Uh, but that's kind of what we do. Uh, that's the national co- conference piece. I, I promote local events here, but the larger, the largest event I promote locally is Christmas in July, July with the Taste of Tequila and the Business Symposium. So those events get about 500 people. Wow. Um, so we're looking forward to doing a national event like PodFest and really uh, taking it up a notch. So what's the difference between, say, Tampa Bay business owners and like the Chamber of Commerce there in Tampa Bay? Do you guys work in conjunction? Are you competitors? What's the difference? You know, uh, I set out an agenda early on that we would be um, friends with everybody and help all the associations because I believe a rising tide lifts all boats. So our differentiator, though, is we only allow business owners to join. So we become a really good complement to Chambers uh, most chambers allow anyone to join. Uh, our association, if you're not a business owner that's working your business, if you're not that individual, you're not allowed to join. So we segmented into a niche and it's a local business owner. So we're the only association of our kind that deals with small business owners. There is another association that deals with CEOs, uh, but that's a whole different scale of business. Wow. That's kind of cool. So how many people are in, in your group right now? Uh, somewhere north of 300 members. Dang. And we also have um, we have a different we have different mastermind groups to facilitate certain things, but we do a lot of different. We do about 100 events a year for the local um, 
business owners and we have a Facebook group where everybody uh, talks with one another. That's that's grown into something super huge. So obviously people have to pay um, to be a member and that's where you make some money, right? Yeah, people pay anywhere from you know, $600 to $1,000 a year to be a member. And then we also have different events that from times that they pay for. And that's kind of how we generate our revenue. Wow, that sounds pretty awesome. Can you give me some example of some events that you host? Like, is it like Chamber where once a week you get together for a luncheon and some keynote speaker gets up and speaks? Or do you do other stuff? Well, because of uh, my background, I'm very picky on content. So we screen through uh, everything. So I'll give you an example. We have a main event that's the first uh, Wednesday of the month. Our members are either free before 9 a.m. or after 4 p.m. Lunch is not the easiest thing for them to make because if you're a small business owner, you're grinding it out during the daytime. That's right. That's right. Now, And, and I got to say, for single moms, unfortunately, that's the only time usually they're available, but they're always grinding it out. So uh, from what my research, you know, Monday through Friday is when our events happen. We don't have any Saturday events uh, except for Podfest, Podfest, which is a different ball game. But uh, what, what differentiates us is when we do a main event, it's a live interview. So just like you're a podcaster doing an interview, I'll interview a business person, a CEO, in front of about 100 business owners. And it's uh, really exciting. Last month, we had a gentleman that was on the show, CNBC The Profit. His name is uh, Jim Brush. He owned the Key West Key Lime Pie Company. So we talked about what it's like to be unstructured reality and what were the lessons learned from doing a deal with Marcus Limonis. Uh, this month coming up, we have a gentleman that actually created one of the largest community banks here in Florida, and it just got bought out. So he just got cashed out for $40 million. So he's going to talk about what was he doing that he saw an opportunity during the downturn in community banking when everybody else said they were all going to lose their shirts. So we always look for really innovative concepts. Once a year, we always have a Shark Tank panel where we feature people that have been on Shark Tank and we cover the progress. We have a social media summit coming up next week where we cover all the tools for the local business owners and social media. And the training just, you know, goes through a uh, process we have what we call the speaker placement committee and our members review all of the presentations and we do one of two things. We give it a thumbs up if it's ready to go. You want to, do you know what we do if it's not ready to go? Thumbs down? <laughs> no, never do thumbs down because that's not part of our philosophy. <laughs> you tricked me. Thing. Yeah, we do, we do a sideways. We do a not just yet and we, we start the feedback loop of giving the person the feedback. And as long as they're willing to come back and perfect uh, with the feedback, we will feature them and we get our best presenters that way. Wow. So it sounds to me, is this fair to say, like, would you say your group is like super unique? You've came up with all these ideas. Like if I were to look in any town in the USA, chances are pretty slim. I'd come into an awesome group such as this. We've been contacted by a lot of people to franchise out the concept because this is like the next generation of the chamber. Um, where local business owners would have a place for them to meet. The only challenge is getting local business owners together the way we have is extremely difficult. It's like herding cats because if you think about it, most business people, they belong to their trade association and that's what they consider their association. To get business owners from different cross-disciplinary platforms to be part of a community-based organization like ours is uh, it's just it, it takes years and a lot of hard work. So you started out really small. Tell me about the beginnings. Well, I used to do a TV show called Millionaire Mindset, and um, local there in Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, local. It was like on public access, and the other one was called The Bleeping Truth. The Bleeping Truth, I got in hot water because it was a political debate show, and one of the guys got in a fight with the other guy, and they threw a chair at him. So my career <laughs> on TV 
ended shortly thereafter, but I was able to light... Because of that? Well, yeah, you, you, people don't like violence in the studio. Okay. Anyways, so um, that kind of set me in a, a, the, the thing that, okay, I have these two great shows. Well, politics, if you do that, you'll have, head, you'll have a headache every time because everybody always fights. But, um, but if you have... If you have a business program like The Millionaire Mindset, tons of people love watching that show. I was really comfortable at interviewing, getting people's stories out. That's one of my strong suits. So I emailed my, my base. This was in 0506. I had about 300 opt-ins. And my opt-in at the time was at the very bottom of the page. But it was so new that people were so excited to give you their email. And I uh, emailed those 300 people and said, look, we're thinking of creating something special for the local community. And I basically sent out an email to that base. 300 people of the 300 people, 99 people showed up and I rented out this old dusty American Legion and I pitched them the five slide concept of a business community for business owners by business owners. And I was very fortunate that I had 20 people sign up and that kind of started me off. That is, that's impressive numbers. Um, may I ask what that first sign up fee was? Yeah. At the time I didn't really know what to price it and you'll enjoy this as marketing. Uh, I had one rate, I'd like to say it was $250 and the higher rate was 1000 or it was 450 and 1000 I really don't remember the lower rate, but this was the interesting thing. Of the 20 people, four of them bought the 1000 And the only differentiator between the two is you got to have dinner with the speaker after the speaker was done speaking. What? That's crazy. And I'm just pitching ideas. I, I, but that, at the time, you know, you take marketing courses, you should always have two different levels. And four people rather have the $1,000 level and then that was the only difference. And I was new to the whole game, so I had no clue what I was doing. But that was uh, that was interesting that I drove most of the revenue from those four people. That is awesome. And then and then how were so tell me how you marketed the group after that. So you have twenty people. Did they just go tell their friends, or did you start Facebooking, or tell me what you did to grow it to three hundred plus? Yeah, because we were in the. So we, I mean, one thing with marketing. This is what I'll share with anyone that cares to listen about this. Is you always have to change your tactics. Some things will work really well for quite some time, but then you have to be willing to always change the tactics because people get um, stale from seeing the same marketing stuff. So when we first started, I made it an invite-only, hush-hush, private club, and that really helped me because it created an air about this new club that just started that you had to be invited in. So we grew from invitation only. Wow. Yeah. And then I also, I did invest about 20, 20, well, no, it was about oh, close to $30,000. I booked a couple big name speakers in the beginning. So I had Jake Conrad Levinson, the author of Gorilla Marketing. I had Brian Tracy uh, fly in to come speak. So that really established our credibility of being this higher echelon uh, place for people. So we were able to like double very quickly uh, through word of mouth, and um, through word of mouth and getting really high-end speakers. But I do remember after I paid Jay Conrad Levinson his, I think it was like thirteen five or $14,000. Yeah. I had no money to market it. So what do you do when you have the greatest speaker coming in? But I, I didn't realize a lot of people don't know who he is. This guy is the guy that created the Mar 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 Marlboro Man. He created the Cowboy. He created the uh, Sears Die Hard Battery campaigns. This guy created some of the greatest campaigns in the world. But technically, a lot of business owners didn't know who he was. So what we did was we went into Barnes & Noble, and we shot this on like a regular, like one of those little Sony cameras, uh, handhelds. And basically, I took all these famous people's books, you know, Warren Buffett, Robert Kiyosaki, and I piled them up on one hand. 
And then on the other hand, I took all of Jay Conrad Levinson's Gorilla marketing books, which he has like 20 of them. Mm -hmm. And he had twice as many as uh, all the other ones. And then I just threw them on the floor and I said, you got to come see this guy. It's amazing. And then, you know, the, the Barnes Noble employees chased us out. <laughs> so it was a really fun Gorilla marketing video. That video went viral here locally. And I was able to get over 100 people to show up. And they all paid, right? No, it was, um, you got, I had my 20 members. They all showed up because I charged a bunch of them some money. I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. Some of them were free at the end. They, they, a lot of them joined for memberships. That was great. Wow. That is so awesome. So obviously you'd consider that a huge success to get a hundred people there, right? Yeah. At the time I had no idea that a hundred was a good number. I had no clue what was good or bad. Now I look back on it like, yeah, it was amazing that I was able to pull that off. Yeah. Uh, I know numbers much. I understand numbers now, but for a local environment, yeah, to do that, that's amazing. It's that was, I was hitting it out of the park. I just didn't realize it at the time. Wow. Um, so can we still see that video? Uh, is it on YouTube somewhere? Yeah, it should be somewhere. Um, I'd have to look it up, but uh, I'll see after if I could get you the link. Cool. Okay. Now, now I want to transition and talk a little bit about PodFest. So that, that isn't just a Tampa Bay event. That is like you're trying to pull in all podcasters or people interested in podcasting from all over the world or United States. Tell me about that. Yeah, actually, we're not trying. We've already sold 100 tickets and we're pulling people in from California, Tennessee, Ohio, uh, all over the country, the Northeast. So I think a lot of people get confused because they hear that I, I run the Tampa Bay Business Owners and they hear PodFest. Uh, we just have it in Tampa because that's where we're based out of, but next year it'll be in a different city. Uh, the basis of this was we really enjoy going to the podcast movement, which is a huge podcasting conference. But one thing I, I bring to the table is I know how to connect podcasters in a much uh, intimate way. And that's one thing I really want in for podcasters. So our goal is to get 200 people there. We're already 50% of the way there. And I don't know if you know anything about promotions. Majority of your ticket sales come the last two to three weeks of any promotion. It's just the way it works. Right. So you're going to be able to hit this goal pretty easily. We believe so. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit it easily. And then I'll, I'll, I'll cap it because uh, the hotel can't really hold more than 200. And um, we're bringing in people from literally all over the country. But what we've done is we have local podcasters that we have a local meeting that have all of the podcasters locally that we deal with that are what I would call veteran, all monetized. They have merchandise. They have uh, like Glenn Hebert of the Horse Radio Network. Here's a guy that started seven years ago. He has a network about uh, people that are interested in the horse uh, industry. And he has 161,000 weekly listeners. And he has broke seven figures in ad revenue since the time he began, not, not you know, in the seven years. And here's one of our presenters. I mean, Glenn is one of our keynotes. You just can't get better stuff like that. We also have Justin Crossley from San Francisco who started the Brewing Network. So I really want podcasters to think a lot bigger than their one podcast. They really need to start thinking about how they position their one podcast but build a network out of it. And uh, it's just huge. I, my wife has Biz Women Rock, and she's doing great. She has a huge community on Facebook, uh, and she drives people to Google Hangouts when she does her webinars. So it's really about bringing the stakeholders that we have found throughout the country that really make a difference and bring them together. So if someone's a beginning po a beginner podcaster, they're very fortunate because they're going to learn from the best in the world in an intimate setting where we're all going to have after parties and hang out through the whole three-day conference. So it's a very special conference to me, and it's going to launch next year's conference, which is going to be huge. Next year's conference will be 500 plus, um, but, but right now I'm just focused on facilitating this year's conference and making sure that uh, we have uh, everybody connected. So once a week now, we do a blab on Tuesdays at 7. And the purpose of the blab 
It's for the speakers to get to know each other and for the attendees to get to know each other. So we're already connecting people before the conference happens. And you do that every single week? and Every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And how is that going? Do you feel like that's a really good avenue of promoting? Oh, it's huge. We, um, we're getting 100 people watching it. Uh, anywhere from 50 was the low to 101. So we're averaging about 80 people watching it um, at any one time each week. So, and that we partnered up with John Dennis of Podcasters Hangout. So we, we're promoting it through that um, uh, group and we're promoting it through the, uh, the Florida Podcast Association group that we have here locally. So it's, it's ginormous. And, and I cannot tell you, I could tell you right now, we've launched 30 different podcasts here locally. We've launched the Drone Radio Network, uh, Cashflow, Real Estate Investing. We've launched uh, Divorce Without War. We've launched like 30 different brands here locally, Medicare Nation the branding podcast. And what we do differently is we all compare notes. So we know what works, what doesn't work. And we also invite creativity. So everybody has shares of creativity so we can learn from one another. Wow. Do you have a podcast, Chris? I do. My podcast is Story Jam Theater. It's promoted in a theater. So I, uh, I will sell about 100 tickets to it, uh, 50 to 100 tickets. Usually I charge 20 to $25. And then I provide some light snacks, water, and uh, we have about 10 storytellers that tell a story on, on a mic and then I record them and then I release them uh, by seasons. I go season one, season two. So I have about uh, 14 that I have to get to hopefully later on today and release them uh, this year. Very cool. You're quite the entrepreneur. I love it. I keep busy. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So back to PodFest. So you're doing Blabs. What else are you doing to promote PodFest? We're doing Facebook ads and we're... Um, we're targeting people by interest group, and we're also targeting uh, women because we have a female-specific ad. We're targeting because we have a lot of female podcasters at this conference. Um, we're also targeting people that own Facebook pages. So if someone owns a business page, we're targeting the administrators of those pages. So a lot of laser targeting that then goes to our lead pages or our, our website, podfest.us. A pop-up shows up. Um, that's where we ask for the email. And then that sets off an autoresponder campaign. So that way, if they don't buy right then and there, uh, hopefully they'll buy a ticket later on. And then we also have a um, a uh, tracking pixel that retracks anyone that's hit the website on Facebook. And how do you feel like those are going? They're going. I mean, we've broken even on them, so we're they're going pretty well. I just think that it takes time for people to like. I think with podcasting, especially, people need to know who we are. They need to know what it's about. Uh, we need to dispel the fact that this is not a local event. This is a national event. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have sponsors from all over the place, but um, that's kind of what I'm working towards and getting the word out and just bridging the, the gap. So it's it's going pretty well. Can't you come up with some sort of cool guerrilla marketing video again? Do that. Actually, we created um, learn more videos. So I asked each, we did two things that was unique. We asked each uh, speaker to kind of tell us the tools that they, they use now that they would recommend any new podcaster to use. We asked them, what is the biggest mistake they made when they started podcasting? And what is one thing they did right or are doing right right now that they would recommend someone start doing right away? That alone, that opt-in alone, that first email that they get, Mm -hmm. I recommend anyone to get that email because it is one of the best tips emails from Kate Erickson, Dave Jackson. I mean, it's just really good stuff. The other thing we do is we ask each speaker to create a video uh, what people will learn when they attend PodFest and why they should opt in. So we have like what we call learn more pages. And that's going to go out pretty soon with each speaker having their own individual lead page where we could capture the opt-ins. Oh, that's cool. I like that idea. 
Anything else you're doing to drive traffic to the PodFest website? Not the website. Locally, I just get out to meetup groups and I speak and I sell tickets. I mean, Jared Easley, great friend of mine who's a sponsor. Podcast Movement is a sponsor of PodFest because we were one of their largest generator of ticket sales last year. Um, he invited me uh, to his meetup. Actually, I asked him if I could go to his meetup and he was very gracious and helped me pass out flyers to 90 plus people that he had in South Florida. So it's it's a very collaborative uh, community. So it's really exciting. That's awesome. How much are tickets to PodFest? Tickets to PodFest for the three-day conference is $299, and that includes February, the beginner's day, uh, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, if they, if anyone wants to learn more, they just go to podfest.us, and I, I highly recommend them getting their tickets now before we sell out. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so one more question while I have you. Um, so you ran this TV show, The Millionaire Mindset, for how many years did you do that? Yeah, for about two. I did that in The Bleeping Truth for about two years. Is there anything that you learned on the millionaire mindset that keeps you going every day and, and going out there talking to people and, and making, making it happen? Yeah. Different business owners think differently, right? So what I learned is you just got to stick to your philosophy. For instance, some, you know, you have your business, your growaholics, the growaholics, they need to go all out, work 10, 12 hours a day, uh, work their butts off and make tons of money. But then you have other people that kind of, Hey, they're, they're happy making uh, six figures, but not working so much. So they have more free time. So what I've learned is make sure you know what your philosophy is, how you want to live your life. So that way you can plan accordingly. I personally uh, love working, but I also love having time off with family. So this year is my last year of really grinding it out day in, day out. Next year will be a whole different ball game for me because I've set up so many different uh, platforms that I'll be able to, um, you know, I, I take a lot of vacation now, but next year I'll be able to really do more. This year is just uh, a big grind year for me. Wow. Well, thank you. Um, is there anything else? Uh, go ahead and let us know how to find you, more about you, anything else you want us to know. Honestly, Lindsay, the best place, if you, especially if you're looking to learn about lead conversion or you want to learn more about marketing or what I do, is on Blab, blab.im at 7 p.m. You'll see a PodFest logo. That's our Blab. Uh, if you want to learn more, just hook uh you can look me up on uh, Twitter, or Facebook, Chris Kremitzos. And, um, you know, marketing is a, is a, is something that you really have to pay attention to and always have a budget for marketing. When you don't have a budget, like I had, there was times I didn't have a budget, figure out how to make it happen. So you get the same buzz. So that video is very helpful. Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. There was another killer episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thanks, Chris, again for joining us today. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay from TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.